The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back to analyze this. Uh, great discussion going on. We got um, the big shots. That's how I can refer to you folks. Okay? Because, you know, I'm big on numbers, so as far as I'm concerned, uh, you're my heroes. Uh, we got Ms. Uh, Deanna James, president of the St. Croix Foundation. We got Dr. Saul Santiago. Um, Dr. Alethea, right? Not, not Althea like the guy in the, in the source, right? Alethea, right? Yes, that's correct. Alethea Fraser Rayner, and of course, Miss Lily Cox. Good morning to you, distinguished folks, once again. Virgin Islanders, once again, right? So, um, <clears throat> when we when, um, we we gonna, we gonna wrap this up in about seven eight mm-hmm. minutes, and I want to make sure that you 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 explain to the public what um, they should be looking for when they download um, this document. Um, you know, me personally, you know, as someone who has an affinity for numbers and all that stuff and I like to compare where we were, um, you know, 10, 5, 10, 20, 40 years ago. Of course, in our history is, is, is awesome to begin with. In particular, uh, in the last 60 years, we're in a, and I mention this on a regular basis on this show, uh, our population tripled from, from 33,000 in 1960 to 99,000 in 1980. And it was it, it pretty much leveled off from there. And I just mentioned the, the UN mid-year uh, estimation of 104,000. And we got a census that says we're at 87,000. So we got some work to do. Uh, 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 isn't isn't that, uh, uh, in particular, uh, we got work to do on behalf of the children. Because yeah. you know, our goal is to make sure that we provide resources for them so that they can be where we are right now at some point down the road. That's how I see it. I could be wrong. I don't think so. Um, because I'm big on succession planning and we need them to yeah. know that we need them to lead at That's the appropriate right. time. And they're going to be the ones providing you know, the, the discourse and the direction for the territory. And they should have an appreciation for what we're doing now. Um, because it's important because we don't want what the projection says um, and world of media where they're saying that they're projecting, right? Check this out. They're projecting our population in in 2035 uh, to be at 97,000, which they're saying is at 87,000 now. But in 2050, right, they ex- they're forecasting our population to be at 86,000, which they claim it is now. You know, so... You know, we 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 got some we got some reconciling work to do. How about that? Yeah, and I, I mean, I think what part I'm, I'll let Saul kind of really die, end the conversation. But I think one of the things that we've tried really hard to do is to frame all of this. Um, and you've heard everyone sort of uh, do it in their um, in their conversations is between the challenge and the opportunity. And so, yes, when we we do have a reduced enrollment now, but that's an incredible opportunity for all of our stakeholders, um, particularly our government agencies, to kind of retrench and uh, rethink how we're providing services for our children um, and and to to build new, healthier, more connected and um, intersected systems. And so I think that that's, I think when you ask people to, you know, what to hone in on um, in this data book, yes, there's some really startling hotspots, you know, poverty, um, I think a 42% poverty rate of children under the age of five on the island of St. Croix, that's striking. Um, 
there are there's there's an absence of data, critical data that I think is really important about our opportunity youth, our, our adolescent youth population, and particularly around mental health. We we need to do better in collecting data in that area. Um, but I think there's just these incredible opportunities for us now because of um, a reduced population to build more holistic you know, approaches to supporting our children. And I'll stop there and allow Saul to kind of like highlight maybe some of the, the data points that, that you know, people should look for um, in this year's data book. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> there's so much, right? And, and when, you, when you have so much data, you know, you, 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 you kind of, um, everybody's gonna go and hone in, right? So, so Mr. James, you know, you honed in on the population right away, but everybody that opens a book looks at, you know, the, an area of interest. And that's why, you know, we're, we're so proud of the amount of uh, information that we gathered. And, and I think for this year, um, you know, if, 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 if we're, we're, we're proud of the entire book, and, and especially as I was saying earlier, the data that we have around education. So I know we have, you know, had questions about, for example, you know, how are we preparing our, our students you know, prior to kindergarten? How are we, um, you know, how many students are taking advantage of that free tuition program at UVI? How are um, our teacher preparation? How is um, homeschool enrollment? So, you know, we, we have a lot of information like that. We, we have data that, that shows that we're moving in, in positive directions in some areas. So for example, um, you know, we talk about uh, so, sort of the trajectory of data. Uh, it, we used to have a, a very high teen birth rate. Uh, it used to be about 43 per 1,000 teens given birth. That was just a decade ago. Uh, it's down to 15 out of, of 1,000. And that's in line with the national average when we were way above the national average. And so, you know, that also the, for example, when you look at the 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 breastfeeding rates of of uh, wick. Well, well, what, what did defense. you what did you say the number was before and what it is now? Where we're in line so with the national rate? So it was forty three per one thousand mm -hmm. birth rate about ten years ago, and it's now fifteen per a thousand, which happens to be exactly the national rate. And and that's that and that's a significant drop. Absolutely, that is a very very big improvement, and you can, you know, talk about the work that has been done by various agencies in terms of educating. Uh, you know, teens and, and working with at-risk youth. Um, but that is a very, very significant drop. And it, and it speaks to the opportunities that we have uh, in terms of, uh, you know, improving in, in several areas. We look at what, it, what is happening around our um, assessment scores and, and where improvement, you know, needs to happen, in, for example, in mathematics. And, and that's not a new issue, but it's something that, you know, we once again highlight the, the retention rate at ninth grade is something that since we we uh, had stewardship of the book, 24% of ninth graders are repeating the grade. Uh, it's almost one out of four are repeating the ninth grade, and obviously, you know, or, or you know, that could lead into eventually those students being frustrated and dropping out. That affects, of course, the graduation rate. And so, you know, what is happening around these key grades, which uh, you and I know translate to key ages, right? Key ages for for children as they transition from one part of their life to another part of life and how we can prepare them. So, you know, in terms of what to look for in the book, we, 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 we look at a lot of trend data. Um, it is a reference book. So, you know, we, we try to keep opinion <laughs> as, as, as kind of low key as possible and just let the data speak for itself. Mm -hmm. and, and to the last point I want to make is the data collection. Um, absolutely, we know the, the census 
you know, underreported nationally or, or you know, the, the margin of error was lower b due to COVID. One thing is, you know, the Virgin Islands Community Survey, um, you know, that, that's an important resource. And as we mentioned, you know, the last one um, was 2015. Uh, and so th this is the, the kind of work that needs to happen locally so that we can, um, you know, have more accurate data for ourselves and, and to see, you know, what's happening closer to the ground and not having to wait every 10 years to get a, a big uh, drop of information from the census. So these are all things that I think are important. These are things that we highlight in the book um, that I think, you know, your listening audience and, and the people of Virgin Islands are going to find very interesting as, as we look to answer the questions, you know, how are the children of the Virgin Islands doing? Okay, good. Well, check this out. Um, here on, on this show, um, we do a table talk every Monday, me and three other former senators, Senator Ronald Russell, Senator Donald Cole, and Senator Armando Rocky Laybot, St. Croix, St. Thomas, and St. John. And then um, during the week, we actually do a little boy's tea talk where we speak about cultural things. Um, to include, um, we had the conversation about education last week, Thursday. So at some point, um, when we have an hour boy's tea discussion, I'd like to bring you folks back so we can share some ideas um, and, and, and look at, after looking at the data and seeing how we could uh, educate the public even more and, and give us some indicators as to the areas that we could touch on. Um, can we get a return engagement at some point? Would you find Virgin Islands? Absolutely. That's why we're here. That that's the that's what happens after the data book is published is that we gotta start figuring out how to, you know, take the next steps and activate that data to move the needle on the welfare of our children. So we absolutely accept that invitation. Without a doubt. Um Miss <laughs> Cox, um Dr. Fraser Reina, uh Dr. Santiago and uh, Madam President James. Uh, thank you very much for joining me. This abbreviated discussion, but we'll have a, a comprehensive discussion down the road for sure. You know doubt about thank that. You. Thank you so much for this time. Thank, thank, you. thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Good and, and and happy holidays to all four of you. Enjoy the enjoy the New Year as thank well. Okay, a prosperous New Year. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. You got it. That's um the leadership uh, at the, the St. Croix Foundation and uh, some of our um you know leaders here um, helping us to process the data with respect to kids count and like I said you know when you when you download the document and it's it's available on hold on I want to make sure I get a get a website for you okay, you know how we do things here we don't you know when we come to talk to you we like to get the information um and we got Mr. Um, Pardo should be heading into the studio uh anytime now um let me get that get a number for you let me get an address kids conk mm. okay mm. here's 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 how I download it you get to the go to the St. Thomas source right there's an article um by uh, Bernicia Akin dated December 14th, which was uh, last week, Wednesday, right? And it said, King Kids Kong 2022 Maps Child Well-Being. And down at the bottom of the article, right, um, there's the link that you could click on or you could contact the St. Croix Community Foundation at 340-773-9898, right? And um, you get all the information you want and you get a document too. And it's a it's a comprehensive document. You know what I'm saying, 
álmám holnap, de csak Actual, uh, actual address here. I believe it's Kids Kong Dash USVI. But um, I can pull it up here for you. And uh, we can make it work. Well, just go to the um, St. Croix Foundation website and you'll uh, you'll find the link um, to to kick to, to, to get the data. It's it's an awesome narrative as well, uh, in addition to um uh, the data itself, you know, and you know me, right? When I start again to numbers, I don't um, act like a crazy man, just trying to process. And I just think, I just think the, the, our discussion as it relates to um, things of this nature really needs to start with the census and and doing some reconciling with respect to what um, the census numbers showed and what folks actually believe. You know, um, when you know that that uh, website I told you about. Um, that UN number at 104,047. And that's a mid-year, you know. That's a mid-year thing. Uh, Mid-2022, right? Um, you go, um, you know, you could, you could do your own reconciling there. Me personally, you know, when I when we heard the numbers, I was actually, hey, how are you? Uh, I was personally off island. Uh, when they sent us, you could put, put on the headphones and get close over there, uh, sir. Uh, when I was, um, you know, off island and the, the, the census came out uh, late last year and they said the number was at 87,000, I knew then that uh, there was a likelihood that uh, that number was um, understating the, real, the, the realities um, with respect to our population, not because they didn't do their job, but because when they were collecting the data, let's pull the microphone closer, get, pull it up, uh, when they were collecting the data, that was the heart of the the pandemic so you know um and of course even when we didn't have a pandemic uh, those numbers are underreported but that's a discussion that we'll have later this week with the boys uh when we drink some bush tea and and more the table talk that we didn't do yesterday because uh stanley and the tennessee personnel were in the house so now we're going to transition to economics uh we got in the studio mr chris pardo he is a investor owner here in the Virgin Islands, pull the microphone a little closer, so yes, sir. I, know, I, know you're, I know you're comfortable in the couch, and you can see why it's easy for me to come to work in the morning time. Uh, look, <laughs> Beautiful out, view. Looking out, the vista is awesome. Pleasure to meet you. How are you? Great. How are you today? Good. Introduce yourself to my audience, if you will. I'm uh, Chris Pardo. I'm uh, one of the founders of Neighborhood Establishment. Um, we own the King Christian Hotel, Waves at Cane Bay, um, and a number of uh, restaurants here in town and on, on the island, St. Croix. Okay, good. Now, you're part of this group. That's dealing with the, the hotel on the key. That's correct. Yep. Um, technically Protestant key. That's the that's the name of it. Yes, sir. And uh, it was known as the Virgin Islands Jackie Club. Interesting. Uh, you can hold on to that noble name because you know that's a, that's a big name. It is a big name. Yeah, yeah I definitely yeah. want to include as much history as we can. Yeah. Um, what's the deal? Sure. We're respect to the hotel on the key. Sure. That, so that was a public RFP about um, almost three years ago now that we won um, and then have been negotiating the lease with the government for almost two years. Um, it got um, finalized about two months ago, and then we went to um, the legislature um, to get it to 
um, present the lease, and I believe they're actually voting on it today mm-hmm. uh, to ratify it. And assuming it gets approved, uh, we'll then be able to start um, operating and working on the plans to renovate the hotel in the key January 1st. What's the um, capacity? It's currently 55 rooms. Um, we're planning on adding 60 additional rooms on the North Shore um, and uh, then two more restaurants as well. The northern side of the island. That's correct. Yeah. So it, oh, the key. Yeah. That's correct. Kind yeah. of up against the slope of the hill mm-hmm. um, to the north of the ballroom building. So you're taking what, 115, 120? That's correct. Okay. You going to put a casino over there? Uh, no, we're, we're not planning on a casino. No? <laughs> we're hotel guys. We're hotel guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you eligible for a casino? If you, uh, um, based on the current legislation? I, I actually am not sure how that process works. I, yeah. I think technically we would be able to propose one, but there's mm-hmm. a lot that you have to go through if you did propose one. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, but we're not in that business. <laughs> well, well, you know, the, the public may not be aware of it, but, but um, casinos are legal in the Virgin Islands. But um, you actually have to be zoned for that activity. That so that's, so that's, that's what it's all about. Now, St. Croix is zoned for that activity. Um, and St. Thomas, I believe they passed an amendment earlier this year that they're looking at that as well. But um, a lot of the, the, the proliferation of gaming is, is real, though. You can't sure. deny that, right? Yeah, totally. And, and um, in a downtown area, uh, in particular, uh, where you're at, you got the Caraville Casino on the, on the waterfront. And, of course, we've always had the DV uh, up there in, in, on the eastern end of the island. Uh, uh, and we once had um, gaming at the racetrack. Uh, as well. So gaming is not in your profile right now. It is not, no. And, it, and it's not something that you're looking for. No, we're focusing on uh, the hotel itself, mm-hmm. restaurants, water sports, and really getting people water in- introduced okay. Yeah, introduced to um, the St. Croix in general mm-hmm. and, and obviously Christianstead. How long have you been in the territory? Um, I've been coming here for about 30 years. I moved here, though, in 2018. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you came after the hurricane? I did, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you waited for the storm to work its way through it then? A few storms over the last 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> So where are you from originally? Uh, Seattle, Washington. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Man, it's <laughs> a little bit up. different climate here. <laughs> oh, not, yeah, climate, but it's just as lovely, man. Oh, it is beautiful. No, yeah. man. Yeah. That's the, pretty, that's the prettiest city in, in, North, in, in America. It's beautiful. I'm Definitely four, you, weeks, not, not, four weeks out of your perfect four, weather. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've been there twice, and right. I'm, I'm heading back there again next year. So Yeah, a lot of my family is still up there. Nah, it's beautiful. I, I'm looking forward to hearing it. When we come back, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more with Mr. Chris Pardo, talk about King Christian and the waves. You got the waves over there on the North Shore, and we'll be back uh, right after this break. nowadays is a bit like our weather, much more extreme. The headlines that grab the most attention generate a lot of heat and not much light. On 1A, we rely on your questions and stories to help us better understand the issues that demand more than a few tweets. With your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Catch 1A at its new time, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Chatty. Honest, authentic. On WTJX FM 93.1, you hear the voices of real people. People you might know and others you might not. Talking to you the way people talk. 
When you donate to WTJX, you make space for the voices that make up our community and the nation at large. Make your end of the year donation today at WTJX.org forward slash donate or by calling 844-737-9842. If you graduated from high school in the U.S. Virgin Islands, don't be stuck with college debt. Create your future for free with free tuition plus at UVI. With free tuition plus, your tuition is covered. Plus, you can use additional financial aid to pay for room and board and other expenses. At the University of the Virgin Islands, you'll receive a world-class education with opportunities to study abroad and gain hands-on experience. Choose from 99 majors, minors, and certificates on campus and online. Visit www.uvi.edu and apply today. During a busy day, it can be hard to make room for even one more thing. So it's a real plus that All Things Considered from NPR News is great for multitaskers. You can confidently add being well-informed to your to-do list and know that you will get it done. Whether you're cleaning out your junk drawer on a quick drive or something else, listen to All Things Considered every weekday afternoon. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. And we're back here uh, on Les Days, and we're joined by Mr. Chris Pardo. Uh, he is a local investor here uh, in the territory, property owner here in, in, in the territory, specifically St. Croix, and we're uh, glad to have him on. The legislature should be taking action on a lease agreement between the government of the Virgin Islands and your company. A neighborhood establishment. Neighborhood establishment. Okay, good. Get a little closer to the microphone there, if you will, sir. Uh, don't, be, don't be intimidated by the mic. We'll be all right. So let's go back to you. Your history here you said you came here 30 years ago yep that's correct early, um, early 90s or or yeah i guess or, or I, right after hugo that after hugo yeah yep. yeah yep. and um what jumped out at you aside from the the natural beauty here and in, in, in the virgin house I, I think everything but i mean really just the people have been the best i think and that's what kept kept me coming year after year like the culture and uh, just how welcoming everyone is so um, it was an annual foray from, yeah, from I, I came Northwest. multiple. Yeah, multiple times a year yeah. um, for most of my life, actually. So, okay. Yeah. okay, that's good. Now, um, your commitment to invest. What prompted that? Sure. So, actually, that was part of it. Um, when I was 12 years old, um, my dad suggested I write uh, letters to real estate agents on islands and on the island, and they they would send me brochures. And I saw actually the King Christian for sale at the time, mm-hmm. and that's what actually first prompted it. He made me write or asked me to write a little two page business plan. That I did twelve and, years old. Yeah, twelve years old. Uh, I cut out the picture of it, pasted it on there. You know, mm-hmm. before you can actually cut and paste. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, he, he reviewed it. He's like, you know, this is pretty good, but we don't have any money. <laughs> and that was the extent of it, but like got me really interested. And I started researching the island more and that, that's why we came for the first time. First time was when? Actually, uh, that was when I was uh, 13. Um, so that's a long time ago. You're, you're, I, I can't even do the math. You're, you're going to give away your age. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to. <laughs> oh. um, and you met with the Sperber family at, at the King Christian? Um, I didn't meet with any, any of the actual owners. No, so no, was, I'm, no, I'm talking about when you actually made the commitment they have they had owned the property when uh, oh when no so i didn't ended up not um 
pers- not pursuing it obviously because I was twelve. Mm-hmm. But um, so no, no, no. I'm we, talking uh, when 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 you when you finally bought the oh the King Christian we, Hotel. We purchased it from Caravel. From the Caravel, yeah. Okay. From Caravel, they okay. had purchased it yeah, yeah, with yeah. King uh, with a company house. Company house. Made. Okay. Um, I believe yeah. to maintain the amount of rooms you need for. Yeah, yeah. What we had done uh, back in 2016, there was a 75 room requirement for them to be eligible for a casino, and um. We told them that uh, at the time the caravel was only 44 rooms, something like that. So the then governor map at the time, and I thought, you know, he was right. He His concern was that um, if we allowed them to open the casino and they hadn't met the room requirement, then they could actually meet that room requirement with monies that generated from the casino. We need to know up front if they had that capital. So I had suggested to him, I was in a meeting with a couple of the senators, well, let's just determine the... Um, how much it would cost to 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 construct the additional 30 rooms and use that figure and have them put that money in escrow since your concern is that you don't want the public to be the ones paying for it. Sure. Let them show that they have the ability to, to, to meet that requirement. And they actually you know, found another route where they met the requirement by purchasing those two properties and they got up to the 75 room requirement. So, um, Yeah, they did a great job renovating the company house as well. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Ain't no doubt about that. Um, they are... Uh, They've actually, you know, energized Christianstead, downtown Christianstead. For sure. And that's sure. Now, you've owned the King Christian Hotel for how long now? Uh, we bought it in 2018, 2018 and then first renovated the Waves at King Bay. And then mm-hmm. now I've been renovating King Christian, which mm-hmm. we completed um, in October. Okay. So, but it was operating? It, it was. Mod- um, a modified operation? Modified operations. And that was fully operational? Yeah, and we added additional rooms. So mm-hmm. it's uh, fully functional right now at uh, 47 rooms. That's the King um, Christian Hotel King on the waterfront? King Christian on the waterfront. Um, mm-hmm. And then we just opened up uh, El Leon Restaurant uh, where the old uh, chart house, house was. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. really exciting. Yeah, just opened yeah. it up at uh, end of October. Yeah. And how's business? Great. Yeah, it's been it's been phenomenal. Right now, we're only doing dinner, but we'll be doing lunch eventually as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but super is there, excited. Is this still this romantic spot that we knew it to be the chart house? You know? it, it, it's uh, a different. When, not, when I was when I was doing days <laughs> at the chart house, you were still a little kid up in up in the Great Northwest. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's a that's a that's an awesome spot. Chart house was my favorite uh, chain actually when I was growing up as well. There was one yeah. in downtown Seattle that okay. I used to go to for my birthday. Okay. Um, so I was actually pretty pretty excited when I heard that this used to be a chart mm-hmm. house. Um, El Leon, it, it definitely um, it has an amazing vibe to it, but it's not it's not a chart house type of mm-hmm. uh, overall atmosphere. What is it? what it's is a it? Oaxacan Mexican food. Okay. Um, it's really authentic. The chefs are from Mexico. Um, they've come in and created a really unique uh, menu there. Um, the space is great. It seats about 120 people. So it's okay. large, opens up the pool area as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can uh, see the pool and all the way to the, the boardwalk there. That's that's yeah. awesome. Now, the waves out there on K&B. Yep. That's another romantic spot yep. there on the North Shore. Such a yeah. such an amazing place just yeah. in general. And like you were talking about the natural literally, beauty. Yeah. Literally, literally knocking hotel rooms over there. It, yeah, yeah. The, the waves have taken a few of our tables last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you got to be replenishing yeah. uh, uh, on a regular basis. But it is an ideal location, though. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really romantic. It's more intimate, obviously. Yeah. We have 11 rooms out there and then the Alma restaurant mm-hmm. um, and Sunset Bar. What about cell phone service out on the North Shore? It's got better over the years. It's yeah. still, you know, you have issues um, somewhat seasonally, it actually seems like. <laughs> yeah, but, but have you spoken with DPNR? Because, you know, when I was in the legislature, we spoke about them and getting towers in certain parts of the island so that cell phone service, because if you really want to maximize 
um, the territory and the island's potential cell phone service is the key. No, it's really important. And no, we haven't spoken to them yet, but that, that's a great idea. And we'll definitely bring that up. Well, um, you don't have to speak to them. Speak to the senators because the, the senators, um, you know, we've had the discussion and they're aware of the fact that, you know, we keep talking economic development and economic development in, in, in this day and age is all about communication. Yeah, our, and, our biggest access, challenge. Access to communication. Yeah, our biggest challenge out there with Wi-Fi is, you know, everything's connected with text. Yeah. And then the key codes for the rooms are Wi-Fi. Yeah. So it really is important to have strong Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So please, uh, I'll, you know, do what I can do uh, and all that stuff. Now, Thank you. I, I want um, to say this, uh, you know, I, as a past legislator, um, my thing was... Uh, making sure that St. Croix got our 50%, you know, because, you know, we're two districts and all that stuff. And I've kind of matured now. I'm, I'm a Virgin Islander. I'm in Virgin Islands mode now. Um, <laughs> so I just want you to know that um, my audience also includes folks who live on St. Thomas and St. John. So when they come over from St. Thomas and St. John, what should they expect at your properties? Oh, I, I think they'd be excited to do it. That's one of my favorite things is you could take the... Um the seaplane yeah. over, walk down the boardwalk directly to King Christian Hotel, yeah, enjoy a margarita right there <laughs> at mm-hmm. El Leon. Mm-hmm. Um, the pool is open to the public. There's a day pass so you can you can hang out at the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, then obviously, if you want to stay the night, we have beautifully furnished uh, rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we also have a we make our own ice cream at Cream and Co. And we have Caroline's breakfast, and we have VI coffee roasters. So it's all kind of it's all like, encompassing. All encompassing. Yeah. At, at <laughs> Whatever the, you need. At, at the King Christian. That's that's correct. Wow, that's yep. awesome. Yeah, so, that's awesome. And then obviously walking around downtown, seeing the beautiful Danish architecture, um, and then hitting up all the other great restaurants and and retail shops. I mean, Christian said it's really, I think, taking off. It's it's having another moment. I think. How'd you make out with the boat parade? Uh, great. Yeah, it was so much fun. We had our our roof deck, event deck uh, done now that mm-hmm. can hold about 140 people. Um, so there was a, a big celebration up there and it's great viewing overlooking the boat parade. It's always so much fun. Really glad it's back now. Um, I saw it in 2018, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great to see see the enthusiasm for the holidays back. Okay, good. So you, you live full-time in the Virgin Islands now? Um, part-time. I, I go back and forth. Okay. Uh, my wife's in uh, Houston. Okay. Yeah. You're done with Seattle? I am. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I had lived in California for a while and then uh, met my wife and then Houston and here now. <laughs> okay, 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 cool. So um, when the RFP for, for, for Hotel on the Key. Yes, sir. Um, talk a little bit about uh, your commitment to that. You said you had been negotiating for two years and you finally got an agreement in place. That's what the property procurement and, uh, and and the governor's office. That that's correct. And how did that work out? <clears throat> it, it was a interesting learning process for me. Um, obviously, this is the first one I've gone through with the uh, the VI government. Um, I've done other RFPs in other cities in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the biggest difference? I think the the biggest difference is actually here. I think more people were included in the process, which was amazing. Um, it, it allowed us to kind of explain. I think in more detail what we're planning on doing. Whereas a lot of times these RFPs are kind of you know limited to a couple like uh, concerned parties, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice to have. We had I think six um, virtual conference, uh, public conference uh, meetings where we presented our designs, um, walked through our whole process, and then uh, the last in person one as well. Um, so that was really exciting. Um, then also this one was challenging because 
there's a lot of issues on the island. You know, it has endangered species, as the Saint Croix ground lizard. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a, a, a endangered a plant species. Um, we're going to be dealing with new construction on the island, off of an island. So just logistics to get um, our team over there, and then also get materials over there. The supply chain, the supply chain exactly. issue. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> it's been so challenging in general everywhere, um, but. So it was really kind of trying to get all those components together and get a clear picture of what we can promise and what we can deliver on. And that's the most important thing to me. And I think that's what you've seen in our projects so far is when we say we're going to do something, we do it. Um, and we, we tend to do it as quickly as possible. The, and that's what we'd like to do here as well is really make a positive difference as quickly as possible. What about the legislative process? How was our process? Yeah, yeah. Um, how was the experience? It it was good. I mean, you never know what to expect. Um, like we were you we well understand re- what were you well received by the legislature? We we were, um, and that was like I'm saying, you never know what to expect. But um, what we are trying to present is something that's really positive. So we we're hoping that it would be well received, and it was. Uh, we were really well supported. Um, I think they've seen what we we've, we've done so far on island, so that was helpful, mm-hmm. um, and they can see that we're obviously committed to 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 St. Croix and the, the Virgin Islands in general. Now, when uh, when agreements are negotiated by the executive branch and submitted to the legislature for ratification, uh, historically, you know, we've gotten the short end of the deal. Are, are you confident that, that, that uh, what you uh, settled on um, is going to make both parties winners? Yeah, I think it's a, definitely a win-win, um, a win-win lease. I mean, it, to be honest, like the government did a really, really good job of pushing what they'd like in it. So um, we we understood that this would be a process that this is really important for the the Virgin Islands, and this is a property that will forever be part of Saint Croix. You know, it's it's the government's land, and so mm-hmm. we want we appreciate that and want to honor like what what it should be to the to everyone on island and in the Virgin Islands. Um, the original lease was a lease document they produced. Um, we made some slight edits and then really it was just negotiating a lot of issues about insurance and about timelines and, and, uh, construction costs basically. Um, and I think we reached a really positive agreement and the timeline's actually realistic. Uh, James Benton's one of my partners in mm-hmm. it and it's just a phenomenal builder. So he was essential to kind of bring all those, those components together. So one of my listeners just said, you sound like you're interrogating him, <laughs> not not interviewing him. <laughs> no, I think they're important questions to be asking. Uh, so, to see, um, so if you're listening, he answered you. I didn't have to answer. <laughs> okay, uh, so 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 I, if I am interrogating you, I apologize. I don't <laughs> think that I am, but you know, if that's the case, you know, I just want to make sure that you know some, we ask the pertinent questions here. Ninety-nine year lease. It's uh, going to be 90, um, so it's really 60 years with three 10-year extensions mm-hmm. based on performance. So if mm-hmm. we're not performing, then they can walk away, and 60 years is really essential so, for financing. So, so you got 60 years to perform? Uh, no. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, the investment we have, it's going to be over $42 million when, we, when we're done. Yeah. No, um, no, I'm getting, not getting to that part. You, you said the, the oh. deal is a 90-year lease with three 10-year extensions after year 60. Sure. So it's a 60-year lease. It's a 60-year lease. 60-year lease yeah. with, with three 10-year extensions. So you got 60 years to, 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 get, to get to the extension point. 
not even though there's a <laughs> bunch of components in there that if yeah. we aren't performing during that six no, I'm, years, I'm aware that. I'm just, yeah, I'm just so, having a joke. I'm just yeah, joking with you because <laughs> you like I don't want you to feel you know like like how my listener, my my my, my learned <laughs> and beloved listener uh, is thinking. No, so so uh, you feel good about the prospects of of developing Hotel Anaki Virginia Jockey Club? I I do. I, I feel great about it. I mean, I've learned a lot over the last four years renovating properties we have here and mm-hmm. having, like I said, James on our side. I mean, he has a, a ton of experience. So between um, our previous experiences together, I'm an architect and interior designer by trade. Okay, good. Um, so yeah. everything's done in in house. Uh, we do every single thing. Um, all the procurement for all the furniture, um, obviously all the architecture. Um, the only thing we don't do is the structural engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I feel really positive about it. I think it's going to be challenging. I mean, just like everything else has been. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll get there and we'll get there, I think, pretty quickly. Um, the one thing I'm not sure is, you know, obviously going we're going through Fish and Wildlife, Army Corps of Engineers, DBNR, yeah, CZM. Yeah. There's a lot of permits to get, on, you're, you're especially aware, the new construction. You're aware of the dredging that, 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 that they're looking at that, 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 that we've been talking about for seven years now? Um, in that particular proximity, I've I've heard about it. Yeah. I haven't heard if it's, it's maintenance, dredging, yet. and all that stuff because you know we're looking to we're well we're hoping to get small cruise ships because you know the, the the Christian the Gallows Bay dock is 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 right up in that area. So has you know. has a dredging begun? No, no, we've been waiting for the permits. You just oh, okay. that's the reason why I brought that up. <laughs> oh, got it. You, yeah, you know, no, just, it's a it's just, such a long just, process. I was just saying what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred and twenty rooms. One hundred and fifteen. One hundred and twenty rooms. Yep. Um, are you going to do that in phases where you, 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 you refurbish what you have now or you're knocking down and building from ground up? Um, so, yeah, we're doing it in phases and that's because we don't want the island to ever be vacant. So yeah. we're immediately going to start construction or renovation of existing buildings. Our proposal kept it so we're not disturbing the earth as much. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the big concerns is environmentally, you know, we don't want to be digging. Um, how, how high up are you going to go to get the additional 60 rooms? So it's it's three stories, but it's working if you're familiar with the north shore of the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a cliff there. Yeah. So it actually is built up into the cliff. Yeah. So it ends up being only about a floor and a half above um, the that big grass yeah. area there. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it acts as kind of a retaining wall as well for that cliff because that's been receding over time. Okay. Okay. That's... That's one of my favorite spots, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, you know, I, I kind of like the, the, the potential... Uh, of that property to to see an additional sixty rooms that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, you know? I'm really excited about it. Yeah. yeah, wow, wow. And then of course, um, you familiar with um, the Tuesday night? Yes. Uh, Moko Jumbi, all that thing. Yeah, they, they, that's they, amazing. They, they it's still going on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you got Willa John. Uh, 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 well, Willa John used to be our Moko Jumbi. Uh, you know, he's our Moko Jumbi uh, guru. But um, that location. You know that Tuesday night thing is really, really big. historically, yeah, big. So whatever you do, please hold on. To oh, that. we will for sure. Yeah, yeah. we'll take a break. Um, um, with Mr. Chris Pardo, neighborhood in- investment establishment. Establishment. Um, they got the lease uh, for the and a revival of the Virgin Islands Jackie Club over there on Hotel Aniki. Technically Protestant key. We'll take a break. We'll be back right after this.
Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. I wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. 1A is your place for daily conversation with thoughtful guests and listeners from around the country. Fridays are home to our news roundups, where we answer your questions about the biggest stories of the week. I'm Jen White. This year, we continue to celebrate your freedom to listen, weigh in, and share what you're curious about. And with your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! Democracy Now! features ideas and voices from some of the best minds of this generation and previous ones, including activists, muckrakers, visionaries, artists, risk takers, academics, and just folks, as in the most just folks who share a commitment to truth, democracy, justice, diversity, equality, and peace. Catch Democracy Now! at his new time, weekdays at 10 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. And we're back here on uh, analyze this, and I, I just you know responded to my to my listener because I hold their uh, their opinion in uh, high esteem, and, and when they say uh, I'm interrogating and not interviewing, you know, what I'm saying I, you know, I don't think I am, but somebody got asked a tough question, so and you're handling yourself well, so so that's so that's a good thing. Thank you. <laughs> no, um. <clears throat> Talk about living on St. Croix. Um, as someone who isn't from here, but you've invested in here, you live here by choice. Um, do you think we've gotten a bad rap here on St. Croix in terms of how we're perceived externally? And then when you get here, you find out that it's literally heaven on earth? <laughs> I, I think it, it is a shame. I mean, I have a different perspective because I've been coming here for so long. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew what everything was already you know so by the time i moved here uh by the time i moved here i already kind of realized everything you know Mm -hmm. but yeah i I agree i think from the outside i mean what you hear of typically in the the mainland is saint thomas and saint john Mm -hmm. you know and you don't hear that much about saint croix no saint thomas and saint john are lovely they're amazing yeah Yeah, yeah, i love it and that's that's why i think it's so amazing saint john's the loveliest you have three completely different islands and they what what islands next to and the, the, the small oh, islands, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three main and yeah, water yeah, island, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think that's what what is so lost on it from the outside perspective. But you want to live here, though. You, you oh, want, for sure. You, you want to live on St. Croix because we got more space to work is, with. Exactly. You know, you, you want to do business. You can hang out in St. Thomas because you know they they they, they cut a deal in in, in in a heartbeat, 
And if you want to get lost, you can go to St. John. <laughs> That's what makes us different. Yeah, and the nice thing is you can obviously visit all the islands when you're yeah. living here. So when I go to St. Thomas, yeah. it feels like a great vacation, you know, and I'm yeah. the same with St. John yeah. and vice versa. So hopefully we have more people come here as well. Now, we're, we're, we're living in a time where cost of living is ridiculously high, and particular for you at a time when you're investing significant, significant money. How do we go about um, conveying to the powers that be? You know, because now that you're an investor, people are actually depending on you, right, to run a to run a company to the point where you know they can see a, a, a biweekly check or whatever it is, a weekly check. So you are you are one of our leaders de facto, right, by default. Um, is there any way you could talk to anybody you think you could talk to talk to um, to convey to them? That our situation is unique, and you know, we 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 could, you know, as a U.S. jurisdiction, um, that we require some special circumstances so that we could exist, in particular your business. I mean, it's so challenging. Wait, right right energy. Let's let's talk about it. Yeah. Our energy costs are through the roof, and it's unfair to you as an investor, to us as those of us who live here, ain't going anywhere, and and we require some unique circumstances, some special circumstances, to allow for us to exist. Yeah, as no, an American I, jurisdiction, no, I, I totally agree. And it's energy, especially, is out of control right now. We have 143 employees that rely on us. That's a lot of employees uh, that you have uh, biweekly checks coming in, mm-hmm. and we need to be able to do business. And like you said, the cost of everything's gone way up. Mm-hmm. And then now we're also on island, so the cost to procure goods and get them to island. Correct. I mean, it it is a really really challenging time. Um, I'm you not ha- sure you have to do well in this consumer driven economy where we need outside dollars for you to exist. Yeah, you, you can't one exist of our with, biggest challenges yeah. too is actually airlift. You know, right, yeah. right now it's it's ridiculous that mm-hmm. we don't have more flights to St. Croix. But I, I don't understand that yeah. one. And, and that's not another area as well where you as a business, but you're literally feeling this crunch where typically we have two flights per year this time of year. And then from August to early November, they would shift it back to one. They actually reversed it. This go around. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's I, it doesn't make any it's sense. It's brutal, completely yeah. brutal. But we have the hotel rooms now on island to mm-hmm. support another additional flight beyond what we usually have. Correct. But now we have one less. Yeah. And then it's great that we have some cruise ships coming in now. But air, air, air overnight, overnight, overnight stay is, is what you're talking at. about. Yeah. Our average guest stays four to five nights, so they're going to multiple restaurants or shopping at multiple outlets. Um, they're spending a lot of money here. Um, and if we don't have the airfare, they're not staying. You know, So we're missing out on a, a lot of revenue, which is supporting all these ancillary businesses as well. So anything we could do to really increase air fra- uh, airlift is really, really important. And then, and then the, the, the convenient travel of downtown to downtown uh, on, on Seaborn, that range in anywhere from... Two hundred and thirty-eight to three hundred and ninety-eight dollars round yeah, trip. I it's mean, crazy. Come on, I mean, yeah. for, for a twenty-minute flight, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's rough. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean it keeps people it, from visiting yeah, the yeah, islands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I, you know, I'm trying to get over the same time, and but they're always sold out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, people have to fly on it to get a flight out yeah, of St. Thomas it, it, now because we don't have the flights so here. That's, so that's, what, that, that's, that's, that's where I'm going. That flight up. That, that's yeah. where I'm, that's where I'm going now. Um, as a business owner, where folks don't have flights, right? to get uh as well let me let me put it this way they don't have the requisite we don't have the requisite number of flights from our connecting hub which is Miami yeah. right of course we got other other locations right so now if we reroute potential visitors and travelers through St. Thomas that's another 
anywhere from two hundred and fifty to four hundred dollars just to make that happen. Yeah, and then you're Rough. putting this additional weight onto St. Thomas Airport as mm-hmm. well. You know, so yeah. that infrastructure. That's is, a good point. Yeah, yeah. you know, so yeah. really, we have the infrastructure here to support more flights. Mm-hmm. We could have five more flights a day and support mm-hmm. the infrastructure, but uh, it's just not happening. And I'm not sure what we can do to 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 get people to recognize that this is what really drives our well, economy. I, I, I have an idea. Yeah. Right. Um, as someone who enjoys being on the West Coast, I love it out there. Right? I don't, I don't know why, but it is what it is. It's right? gorgeous. <laughs> it is, it is. You know, and I'm talking your neck of the woods up in Seattle, Northern California. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Warriors fan. Nice. You know, yeah. you know, I was you know, born in Mount Shasta. <laughs> and then, of course, I do a lot of hanging out in LA and San Diego. You know, because I like to race tracks yep. and that's some, nice, some nice activities out there, right? But I like a red eye flight that gets me to Miami by seven o'clock in the morning. Yep. Uh, because uh, maybe we should talk with the Department of Tourism, right, to do some type of promotion, um, marketing promotion on the West Coast, which would mandate because if we if we if there's the appetite. To, to come to the Virgin Islands from those who live on the West Coast, then an eight o'clock flight out of Miami into St. Croix in the morning would make sense. Yeah, the, I think the appetite's definitely there. I mean, yeah. just from people I know, um, but because it's our so, earliest so, flight, I believe, it's so it, challenging. I believe it's twelve o'clock. I believe it's a midday flight from Miami, and, yep. and with the time change now, yeah, you, no. get, you get in at four o'clock instead of instead of three. Exactly. Right. Yep. If we were to get that morning flight out of Miami into St. Croix. We already got like four or five flights daily yep. into St. Thomas, which makes sense because they got the hotel room yep. capacity and all that stuff. If we could get a morning flight, right, no later than nine, right, um, where folks would be traveling on those red eyes, they're leaving LA because it's actually a shorter flight from Los Angeles to Miami than it is from Miami to Los Angeles because of the jet train, yep, right? exactly. And all that stuff. But the, the Seattle flight's six hours because yeah. you're going diagonally uh, as opposed to a straight shot from LA. If we could get that, if we could get folks like yourself and other hoteliers uh, to request a meeting um, with American or whomever, you know, the market's there for that that, uh, that early morning flight. The market's there 100%, yeah. I agree. And and like I said, we do have the capacity now. So many great hotels like the Fred, mm-hmm. um, Dibby's back open up. Um, everyone's renovating now. All of our rooms are up. Um, King's Alley will have open soon as mm-hmm. well. So um, the capacity is here. We just need more flights. What about um, that anchor in in between there? What, what's the deal with that right now? Yeah, so that's that's going to end up being part of King Christian. So King Christian, when it's done, will be about 120 rooms. Okay. Um, so we're doing some new construction rooms and renovating the old King's Alley. And King's Alley will be actually part of King Christian uh, with some amenity and game spaces. Um and then another restaurant um, in between Caribbean Sea Adventures mm-hmm. and uh, the dive shop, mm-hmm. um, and that'll the be King's it. Alley is, is is that was that the, the government really recently cut a deal with, with we, we bought it. You, so, uh, you, so you bought yeah, that. So, out, we, so, so we so you bought that. We bought the anchor in parking lot from the yeah. government and uh, King's Alley, mm-hmm. and we're doing a full renovation on uh, King's Alley Hotel, and then on uh, anchor in includes the building on King Street, which mm-hmm. is the beautiful old ruin. So we're going to restore that and mm-hmm. have retail and apartments there, and then uh, additional hotel rooms um, and uh, I think twenty two parking spaces. And one of my listeners, Wallace Williams, he sent me a text earlier. He said, fellow Rotarian Carl Seifer and his wife Dulce 
were original owners of the waves at Cane Bay. Dulcie volunteered as art exhibits coordinator for the public library, exhibit library, on the second floor of the customs house. You know, the customs yep. house is right next, adjacent to where you're at there. And he said, thanks for carrying on the tradition of development. Oh, thank you so much. So, yeah, I have some uh, original photos of the property, and it's really amazing yeah. to see the history of it. So you, 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 you're in love then? That, 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 oh, I'm totally in love. With, yeah. with, 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 with the waterfront area there and, and all that. I'm in love uh, with the, all of St. Croix. I mean, yeah. that's why I love it so much. It is mm-hmm. so diverse um, through the whole entire island, but I'm totally in love with St. Croix. Mm-hmm. So how do, we get, how, do, how do we get your better half to be fully in love with, with um, us as well? She, she would love to be. She has twin 12-year-old boys, and they're in school in Houston. No, so she, no, no, she, no, she no, comes no, with me as, no, as often as possible. No, 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 no. She's excused. Yeah. She's excused. When we're talking about that and all that stuff, uh, she's, she's excused, and, uh, but but I'm sure she'll find it find her way down here from yeah, time she, to time. Yeah, no, she's here pretty yeah. often. Yeah, um, so yeah. yeah, and the boys are good. Oh, they're great. That's, yeah. that's yeah. good. That's good. <laughs> uh, I, I like that. So um, <clears throat> timeline: if everything were to fall in place for the Jockey Club, that's what I like to call it. Uh, what are we looking at? I think if everything um, goes. Let's say the legislature approves the, okay, great. the lease um, today and the governor signs it as soon as possible. So then we'll get plans and permits in the DPNR as soon as possible, which would probably be um, late January, um, start uh, cosmetic renovations probably by March. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to focus on the beach area, improve the uh, FF&E, the furniture, and um, and uh, the overall experience. What's there. the name of the restaurant over there? On, on, on those um, right now it's Rolling Smoke is okay. doing the barbecue there, and they're mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, they're like a third party that's How's operating that, out how, there. How frequently is that? I believe they're there five days a week, five I think. Days a week. Okay. Um, and then they, they do a couple of events in the evening yeah. as well. That's pretty fun. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So I think that's one thing we want to do too is we want to have more events there. We, we want to increase the boat service over there so it's mm-hmm. easier to get and it's more frequent. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of upgrades that I think we could do on the short term while we're in for permit for the new construction. The new construction, like to your point about uh, the dredging, I think that those permits, especially with fish and wildlife, are going to take a, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So new construction is probably 36 months from beginning. That's so for the 60 rooms? For the 60 rooms. Okay, yeah. good. What took you so long to come out like this? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I've been on the radio. I've been here now for two years and eight months. What, what took you so long to get here on the I'm show? I'm definitely afraid of public speaking. <laughs> no, that's that's a legitimate. That's a, legi- that's a legitimate answer. You know, um, you know, yeah, but I, I, I think it's easy to to speak publicly when you sit on the couch and looking outside. Yeah, it. this is definitely I mean, a good it, environment it, to do. It, it. Yeah, <laughs> this is a whole different setting compared to anywhere else. Yeah, so, for sure. <laughs> so, so, so we can look forward to getting you back here. Uh, at some point, yeah, I would love to. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. No, 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 we still got a couple of minutes okay. left. I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want you to leave without answering my <laughs> question because this is the type of thing that I actually yeah. want. Uh, when I, I, we actually want on this show, you yeah. know, because you know we're in the business of promoting sound economic development um, and also speaking about the hardships, you know. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's not because easy, our, but our our WAPA issue, you know, the, the, that you know, every conversation that we have about anything, we cycle them back to what we're dealing with with our energy crisis that's been here for a better part of two decades. It's yeah. rough, and that, that's essentials. You know, we have yeah. to get the essentials right. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what the solution is, but I mean, we do need so to solve we need, it. Soon but we need possible. people like you yeah. sitting at the table and 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 bringing together the hard data because it has to be data driven. 
you know, um, because you 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 pay that data yeah. that you see it <laughs> when you get that bill on a monthly basis. Yeah, the, you know, you got to pay that, and 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 we don't. Have, but one of the good things about your location is that's underground. Yeah, we're so, we're lucky at King Christian, yeah, obviously yeah. out the waves. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so, so 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 because when the hurricane hit, uh, the hurricane hit us on a Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon into Thursday morning. Right, this is Maria. Yep. And by Saturday, they had power downtown in Christianstown. Wow. And that's because of investment yeah. and the underground and all that stuff. So, I mean, that has that, that's tangible proof that if you invest correctly, you could reap benefits. And that infrastructure is expensive to begin with, mm-hmm. but it'll last, like you said. You yeah. know, then you're not replacing it every five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I totally agree with you. The proof is in the pudding. Yeah. That, the downtown. Uh, underground yeah, and, yeah, I'm yeah. going to be honest with you, right? That was like oxygen. You know, I, and I don't live in Christianstown, yeah. but to know that that ability was there, that you drive in any town and we could see lights. Yeah. Now, you know, you know, the no, visuals, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's, totally. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, you, you know, you said uh, we're, we're seeing light in the tunnel right yep. now. What you don't want is an oncoming train. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but in that case, you know, for us who are living in the dark and we drive into Christianstown when we didn't have the curfew and we're seeing lights and Christians said we knew there was hope yeah. and that's what this is all about isn't it uh, 100% know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah it's just getting everything better lifting everyone up yeah, so like we, yeah. we need to make sure that mm-hmm. we are investing the the right way in infrastructure not just investing in it yeah well I, I've heard about you you know and we've never met um, but uh, I, I want to say that to everybody who told me uh, Chris Pardo is, is a cool dude you were right you know what I'm saying so <laughs> thank, thank you, you so very much. much for making this time to come on and uh, neighborhood establishment. That's right. That's the name of the company, and uh, owning multiple hotel properties. Uh, the, the Christian Said Wharf area, downtown, over there at the Waves on the North Shore, and of course um, Hotel and the Key. That's what we know it as. Um, technically, the version of Jackie Club. Um, you know, hopefully we can get that approved today by the legislature and uh, see some investment. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and I hope you were comfortable enough that you feel comfortable to come back. Oh, I do for sure. Yeah, yeah okay. it was great being here. You got it. You got it. You got it. And um, Joey Hollins told me that you are. Right, so, <laughs> you know Joey, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Joey said you are. Right. Yeah, so, he's a great guy. So we're good. We're good. We're good. Thanks a lot. That's uh, Mr. Chris Pardo. Thank you. Uh, from Neighborhood Establishment. I want to thank the Kids Count folks. Ms. Deanna James, Saul Santiago, um, Alethea, Fraser Rayner, and of course, um, Miss Lily Cox as well. And of course, the boss. Don't forget tonight, look out for the serenades, okay? Be good and be safe. Bye bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters.